to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing all right, Scarlett. made me some dinner and I have some tea. Ooh, what'd you have for dinner? Macaroni and cheese, except that at the last moment we realized that we didn't have any milk. It was okay anyway, though. No! <laughs> oh. Trash. So sad. I'm just, I'm just picturing that, what is it, from Dark Souls or whatever, the you died screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you know that there's a mod that changes that to wasted? Oh, I've okay. seen all the- No, my favorite mod of that was the one that said, thanks, Obama. <laughs> Okay, that's really good. The familiar voices that you're hearing that are not Alice or I are our good friends, Gio and Yasha from MT Movement. How you guys doing tonight? Hello. Doing pretty good, I guess. I mean, we've been reading about Ikuhara for a while. and like 24 hours. Um, <laughs> I mean, more like 20 years. Uh, yeah, right, well. but... You know, usually you don't get this kind of concentrated dosage of Ikuhara. Yeah. Usually you get like, like, I don't know, bits and pieces all at once. This I feel like I'm getting brain damage, to be honest. Yeah, I read all of the like interviews and stuff that I have like piled up on the website. And I'm like, I'm going to my own website to research and finding things I don't know. And I'm like, yep. And yep. honestly, it's just like you yeah. just read something and then you're like, fuck you, Ikuhara. And yeah. then you move on to the next thing, and you and you read another thing, and you're like, fuck you again. <laughs> the reason that you guys have been <laughs> cramming in all this research <laughs> is because the topic of today's episode is what wasn't Utena? What became <laughs> Utena? What almost Utena was? The <laughs> concept materials and cut ideas that... We have documentation of of what almost happened in the series of Revolutionary Girl Utena. And this is a monumentous task. We are not going to cover all of it in this episode because there is so much. And much. You, guys, you guys have been doing us the great treasure of looking into all of it for us so that we can talk about it. So that you don't have to. We, we do this so you don't have to. Um, okay, so... Read the thing. Just, just read the okay. thing. Okay. For the part when Anthe departs from the world in the end, I actually suggested that Chuchu get left behind with Akio and then pee himself. But Ikuhara and Inokidu pretty much cried in unison, of course we can't do that. So when all was said and done, she took him along. <laughs> Why? And that's, uh, that's Shingo Kaneko, who is um, one of the assistant direc directors dropping that hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a why was there was a bunch of stuff about how Chuchu is like a failed prince or a yeah, he's like duelist. a failed prince or a failed duelist and like the shadow of Akio, which I'm like, how does that work? I don't know. I was gonna well, say, I mean, is he's that a failed something prince, that you guys that picked up on it anyway? Uh, no, no, that's just literally a thing that's in this booklet. Look, <laughs> look, Choo farting into his sleeping bag and then breathing it in is my internal mood. Ew. And that's all I picked up on. the shadow of Akio, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Can I, can I tweet you? Like, I mean, can I, like, quote you on that? Yes. Please quote me. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so I guess one good place to start would be... What what is the earliest stuff that constitutes production oh. materials for Utena? 
Oh man, I got a page open to that right here because <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's, it's I know I mentioned this to you before. Oh yes, the dragon. Yeah, the dragon. The the dragon. Okay. Okay. So um, this is Yujiro Oguro, the um who worked on the original story and the planning. He's part of the B Papas that you never talk to. You never see him. <laughs> He's a side character. Uh, yeah, in the B-Papa's anime. Um, but, Yikes. so, he says, The first meeting I attended about the show was on New Year's Day, 1995. We held it at a family restaurant in the city. At the time, the members of our group were Ikuhara, Yoji Yonokido, and me. The proposal Ikuhara presented there was titled, Chest Spawned Dragon Queen Utena. He didn't present us with a concrete story, but the main character's name was Utena, and there was a metallic dragon's head on her chest, and he insisted that during battle, he wanted to have it extend out of her chest. I'm Actually, sorry, that is what? that is not the earliest <laughs> known depiction of this. Well, I mean, story. Uh, <clears throat> I want, it is it is. I want to ask you what the earliest depiction no, okay. was, but there's like eight miles more of material here. <laughs> no, okay. So I suppose the earliest like iteration, and this is me going into like a dark zone for me, so you can fill in the blanks, you moony people. But <laughs> supp like supposedly Ikuhara had this story idea. I think it was for a Super S movie that he wanted to do and didn't it get to was. do. It was. Yeah. It involved where... uh, sailors Uranus and Neptune and Sailor Neptune was locked away at the end of the world in a deep sleep and Sailor Uranus was going to have to go rescue her. This idea was scrapped. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, that's supposedly well, where, like, yeah. <laughs> that's where End of the World comes from. And that's definitely where Ushinanthi come from. I wish that there was some sort of surviving material that had more information about what the plot of this was going to be. Like, I assume there was some sort of pitch put together. Yeah. I would, I would love it if someone could find that pitch and then translate it for me because it is most assuredly in Japanese. But that just doesn't seem like something that anybody would have kept around, I don't think. Thing. No, and I don't feel like Ikahara is the type of guy that probably yeah. to probably still have it, and so this is probably something that's just lost to time. But the idea of it is so fascinating to me, and it makes so much sense. I it know does. you guys don't really moon, but <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know, like they want he wanted these two to be like the main characters of the story, and that this was also their introduction or something like that. It sounded like the, the, the like kind of flavor of how he described it in the book is very like, well, and of course they weren't going to do that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. as it sounds like it got like dismissed like very quickly. He might not have had time to write up any. That's fair. Before he just I, got the nope. <laughs> I can imagine that the concept of a Sailor Moon movie that doesn't focus on Sailor Moon wouldn't really appeal to the yeah. higher ups. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, that really makes me wonder how we got to Utena being a nursery school teacher or whatever, and the main character being a dude who had failed out of high school and was sent back to nursery school. Hey, um, what the <laughs> fuck? Excuse me, um, yeah. no. I told you this was a wild ride. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, I, yeah. I, I feel like it's already bad enough you have to defend... 
a bunch of middle schoolers from Akio. Did, did we really have to do a nursery? That's yeah. Well, I mean, I like yeah. apparently the concept was that Utina was like actually a superhero and every week some some okay, every week some crazy unknown entity called End of the World would attack the nursery school and she would transform and fight it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but like you're talking, and I feel like I'm having a psychotic break. And you just said something about Utena being like a grade school student or something. Well, she was a teacher, right? Is that what you said? Please tell me that I'm hallucinating. <laughs> she was a high school student okay. who was in charge of the nursery school. No, no, no. See, you're still saying those words. <laughs> She's not, it's Look, not sinking in. How do you think I feel? We've been reading this stuff for an entire 24 hours, okay? Right. So, okay, like, the thing leading up to that is, like, um, Ikuhara describes coming off of of Sailor Moon and being like, I want to make a show, but I don't want to make a show about another girl. Fail. Um, he was very adamant that he didn't want it to be uh, science fiction or fantasy, which... Clearly, he didn't really get his way on because a lot of the early production materials are either super fantasy or super sci-fi. Yeah. Like, sci-fi in the way that, like, uh, Blue's hair, Blue hair girl with, she has, like, the glasses. Or, no, it's not the glasses, it's the headset. Yeah, the headset. Oh, yeah. yes. Sailor yeah. Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Yes. Why is she blue? Yeah, the the Eleganzers was more like a magical girl team, wasn't it? Yeah, Very, that was yeah. that We're was kind of jumping much... around a little bit. Yeah. Well, okay, so, so did they, so it's kind of like hard to do. <laughs> That's that was much later on though. So, okay. you were saying um so that he didn't he he did however want to have something that was marketable to young girls. So, like, the early iterations of Utena with all of this other stuff focus very much on having, like, the henshin transformation sequences, and there's, like, talk of making sure that there's something that they can sell as, like, props, like, little, like, basically they wanted, he sold it as a Sailor Moon clone. <laughs> kind of. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's a whole, like, this list of, like, bullet points of things he wanted the show to be and none of them ended up in the yeah. show at all which i mean thank goodness they, yeah really <laughs> i mean chest spawn dragon queen utina would have been pretty fucking I mean, trippy to watch but but you do see where like the final result came from that so i really what? would kill <laughs> to see somebody do like a test animation of that just a, just that concept. A, a, any any listeners who are into animation, throw us some throw us some love here. We want to see chess oh Swan Dragon Queen Utna. Yes. So so if like there's but a dragon a good that bursts idea. from her chest and stuff. So does that mean the dragons fight? So this is sort of like Utna Pokemon, like maybe. I don't. Everyone's got their little. I don't dragon know. There's only that like, little dragon. Go. There's Shh. only that little snippet. That's that's all okay, we get. I'm going to presume everybody gets a dragon. <laughs> I <laughs> hope I everybody like... gets a dragon. Well, I feel like I the rules are going to be very unfair. Then, like, but then, because then, like Toga and Akio are going to be weird with theirs. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> got some dragon riders of Pern shit up in here. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I was god. just, I was just gonna say, bad dragon exists now, I mean, so that's not really, you know. I hate all of you. Akio would myself. have a bad dragon dildo. 
He doesn't need to have that in the pre-production. He's probably just got that in the show. There's probably just like a stash. Yeah. It's off with his cat of 69 tails in his ball cage. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> between Dragon Queen Utena and Eleganzers, how did we sort of transition? Oh, okay. All right. So we start with um Dragon Bird. No, 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 no. no. We, <laughs> we start with Ikuhara not wanting to do all of these things and trying to make a kids show. And then apparently his first idea for a kids show is chest spawned dragon queen Utena, which, well, okay. I mean, I, I can kind of see it, I guess. Um, And then it became the superheroine show where Utena is the high schooler who is in charge of the nursery school and every week ends of the world attacks it. And our main character, I want to reiterate is a dude who has been failed out of high school and sent back to nursery school. <laughs> I just, I can't get over that. I feel like next you're going to tell me that at one point he was trying to make like a macross thing. Uh, maybe? Yeah. I don't I mean, know. It just, oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. This gets even more fucked up. Remember, this is this is being pitched as a kid's show, right? Right. Oh, okay, so the main character obviously falls in love with Utena. Eventually, you found out that all the children at that school were Utenas, and that a man named Otori had fathered them. You had me until the uh, end. Uh, I was um, like, I was really pumped for being John Malkovich, but with Utenas. And then you just, like, you just sucker punched me right in the life. What, what does that mean, they're all Utenas? They are all Utenas. They're, they're Ray clones. They're all like the Ray clones. Okay. <laughs> Does this mean Akio is Gendo? I mean. God, it's true. He finally, we finally did it. We connected we did it across it. the streams. Oh my god, high five. Singularity. We're done. Oh no. Akio anyway. is Gendo. Gendo's a total power bottom. There you have it. It's folks. true, but you shouldn't say it. <laughs> Okay, anyway. so <laughs> no, I hate this shit. <laughs> and then <laughs> Utena thought Otori was the world's ultimate man, but it also started becoming clear to her that no Otori had ever existed. Wait, what? <laughs> there was but, no Otori in the first place. <laughs> but then who fathered all the Utenas? Uh, oh, I- immaculate all the all the Utena childrens. I don't know. What? <laughs> also, remember, she's a high schooler. I'm assuming that their the Uthanas were just like spontaneous genesists. They just appeared one day. I... <laughs> yeah, you're asking too much of me. <laughs> That's fair. If you're wondering why nobody has mentioned any sort of iteration of Anthe yet, it's because until fairly like far into the con- concept phase of this, Utena and, and Anthe, Anthe were, were the, the same person. person. We didn't plan that. Oh, God, that was really creepy that you guys... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you couldn't manage it for the countdown, but you can manage it on the spot somehow. To scare the shit out of me and, like, <laughs> merged into a single being, Voltron style. I knew you guys were only one person. <laughs> Just a Voltron of terrible dick jokes. <laughs> 
you haven't even seen her final form. <laughs> but okay, you you've got to explain that though. Yeah. How could they be the same person? Is, is it like? Is it just like the one person that just has very weird personality, or is it like yeah. a, like a Fight Club thing? It was kind of this like idea Ikuhara had where he he wanted to depict like a girl who's battling between like masculinity and femininity and that being like a balance thing but apparently like he kept trying to do this and realized he couldn't really well, it wasn't have them even be just smashed masculinity in one place. and yeah. femininity it was it was the idea of Utena as being open and kind of an idiot with the idea that he talks about later on about how anthe is kind of representative of reality yeah where it's kind of harsh and and not so nice yeah and Um, like over time it just became clear you couldn't really have that be two separate people i mean you had to have that two separate people and that's where the whole like now this is becoming kind of a yuri thing starts happening like i think it's that that's the point where it starts kind of departing from a lot of this earlier bizarre shit and starting to look a little bit more like the show once you have it being these two different female characters that are bouncing off of each other seriously though this is so nuts (laughs) (laughs) the farthest back that i had heard about like pre-utina stuff was like just to the elegans or stuff so i didn't know like about any of this that we've talked about now (laughs) uh you remember okay. when I pitched this to you? I was like, you are going for a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out. It is worth uh, saying that a lot of this material is actually in the booklet that comes with the limited edition Blu-ray. Yes. <clears throat> it's completely fucking epic and amazing. And it's literally there because when they did this for the DVDs, uh, Nozomi joined our forum and asked what we wanted. And I think they thought we were going to ask for something easy. And we're like, we want all the production materials. Please translate all the production (laughs) materials for us. This is all stuff from like the laser discs and stuff like that. And it's just this insane epic resource. It's like 150 pages of um, content. If anybody, if anybody out there has either the the books from the ten year anniversary DVD release, or has the limited edition book, and they have not yet flipped through it, Panda, I'm looking at you. Get on that shit. Get on it. I like how you knew <laughs> that I haven't even opened it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, you should though. You should though, because I know I should. I should. <laughs> now that I know all of this stuff is in there, I will actually look at it. <laughs> look, usually when DVDs come with little booklets, they don't really have that much other than like the barest information about like episode plot synopses and character profiles. So like, I had no reason to assume that there was going to be so much in there. No, oh, no, this e- this was epic. Even in the spots where you would expect plot synopses and stuff, they're not there. Well, it's like, Ikuhara doing like commentary yeah. on each episode, which yeah. means it's not helpful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like literally at one point, I think it's uh, one of the Kose ones. I just mentioned this one to you, uh, Vana, where he's like talking about one of the Kose episodes and he's just like, oh yeah. I uh, I fell in love with a girl and I confessed my feelings and she was like, nope, I don't feel that way about you. And um, so I was pathetic and I kept on trying and I was like, why, why? And she's like, but I'm in love with my brother. And Wait, what? He's like, well, 
<clears throat> what do you mean? You can't be in love with your brother because you're his sister. And she's like, well, I'm I'm not a woman. And he's like, well, what the fuck do you mean? And then she's I like, like, hold on, hold on. Can we pause for a second? Okay. <laughs> Was that supposed to explain it more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that only makes things more complicated. Yes. So, yeah. so yeah, you know how the episode synopses and, and things are supposed to work, and then you get this instead. By the way, she finished with, my brother is not a man, and Ikuharo says, what the fuck? And she says, um, my body is a part of my brother's, and my brother's body is a part of mine. And then he starts talking about how blood relationships are symbolic of, like, eternal love, and, like... They're a uh, uh, true romance or something like that. I, I wish you guys could see the look on my face right now. Hey, what the fuck does any of that mean? If that's a real conversation, then like, did he go to actual Otori or like the Nightmare Zone and talk <laughs> to a David Lynch character about their sexual appetites? Well, I mean, I see what he was getting at, and I think this probably happened when he was fairly young, because it doesn't sound like the kind of thing that somebody in high school would say, but absolutely that's something you would hear, like, Nanami saying at 13 years old. But still, like, that kind of, like, yeah. fixation on your your blood relationships and familial relationships at an age before you've really developed the idea of romantic relationships, mm -hmm. that can be a stand-in for it. And you kind of get that sense of it. But boy, does he not explain that at all. No. No. So, I mean, <laughs> Panda, just drop some acid and read those books. <laughs> I'm, sure you will, I'm sure you will have a life-changing experience. There's God. this, like, really clear, like, they're, they're kind of... I don't want to say jump, they're kind of, like, very random, so, like, you end up having to try to tease the central, like, plot of how this got made out, but there's this, like, kind of clear delineation between where it was, like, this magical girl show where you had the elegancers and you had, like, proto-jury and rook roga yeah. and all this crap. We'll get to them. <laughs> and all this crap. And then there's, like, this kind of transition point. Like I said, I think this is when they decided Uten and Anthony yeah. were going to be separate characters, where it starts getting to be much more uh, of a, like a, an adulty romance thing. The book is like all of the interviews are rife with like references to this idea that they wanted to do a show that was alluring, uh, a bit more adult and sexy, sexy, like. There's like 400 instances of Ikuhara going, oh, and then their shirts come off and it's hot. And I'm like, facepalm. Like, there's, there's no other reaction to this. But, <laughs> I mean. Okay, so, so, continuing on from Otori fathering all of Utena's children, and yeah. then Utena finding out that he had never existed. Um, That's some bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I do have a question. Oh, yeah? And from that question, I have the weirdest theory that I will ever do on this show, probably. <laughs> All right. Let's um, you have let's... a note here that says um, this, the whole sword pulling thing comes yes. from Takara's uh, yeah. Takarazuka? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Question? Can you tell me about that? So the like you know like how in like uh the Takarazuka thing the girl runs theater and stuff is very key at. like as an aesthetic that they drew from. 
And when they discussed, like, the idea that they had this, they wanted to have these sword pull sequences, they wanted them to seem very romantic. Like, they're supposed to look kind of sexy and romantic and stuff like that and they're inspired by how takrazuka used that kind of imagery to kind of get around yeah um i'm that actually kind of comes in yeah it's right here um they're talking about they they have the sword pulls because they had a desire to do something like a love scene Hmm. yeah okay so (laughs) okay okay i'm just i'm I'm absorbing this i'm let that kind of marinate ruminating a bit but so you know what my first thought was when i thought about that Mm -hmm. so when um no one cares about his name kun takes the sword out of naname's chest during the black rose art i don't tell me his name i'm gonna refuse to use it don't tell me (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh okay remember that and like everyone else like everybody has differing reactions after the fact but Mm -hmm. she like gets actively flustered yes and i my first like my my immediate sort of reaction to this is i wonder if that means that she likes takura zuka review yes like and so like she gets it and that's why she's flustered about it and I don't know. That does not really super like profound or anything. But I can't help but think it's it's almost like you have to be a certain amount of innocent to register something as sexual. Like you know, like when you're like not when you're younger, everything seems like it's about sex. Like literally everything. <laughs> she, she and then you get palms. older and find out that like you were right. Actually, but true. Yeah. But, like, Ugh. Nanami totally has, like, that about it. Because the whole arc, every time someone mentions that this happens to them, she gets, like, all, like, flustered. And she asks Miki about it. And Miki turns beet red. And, and then, you know, the older characters know, are, the, like, not talking about it. Like It's that, the that most endearing moment Miki has the whole goddamn story. I know. They, <laughs> I know. But then, like, you, but you never actually hear the fallout of, like, how it felt to Sanji or Toga because... <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to quote this because this is going to come up a little bit later on in the timeline of uh. of what I'm saying, but also has relevance to this. From the initial Utena kiss plan, one of the ideas was to have a kiss trigger the transformation. So there was definitely a desire to incorporate love scene-like elements. Yep. Okay. And I mean, I guess that's where it comes in. Like, he got to do that in the movie because... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Utena Kiss was the name of the story right before they, well, right around the time that they first contacted Chiho Saito. Mm-hmm. And at this so, point, she had short hair. Yeah, yeah we've got spiky yeah. short hair Utena, right? Yeah. Kind of Kose hair. Yeah, kind of Kose hair. I'm just like sifting through this to to see, okay, so it looks like, Right after they finished this whole superheroine plan with Utena having multiple children. But yeah, like the whole thing with the long hair. So there's actually like two different versions of this because there's like a couple of things where people say Ikuhara wanted her to have long hair because that's his jam. That is literally kind of how it's framed. That was what I had always heard. Yeah. And then there's kind of a conflicting story with Atsuki, who I think was like a producer. Uh, so basically kind of had like, you know, it has to be this way to be marketable. He wanted long hair because when it was aimed at a much younger audience, you know, per statistics, they were not going to engage as well with a character with short hair. 
So Utena's hair became long to make her more marketable to a younger audience. And a lot of those things, like a lot of the concessions they made earlier on like that ended up sticking around anyway. Like the sword pull ended up sticking up, uh, sticking around anyway, even though they didn't get to keep the kiss and stuff like that. That actually, something similar kind of happened with the last season of, uh, or the last arc of Sailor Moon. There was, a, mm-hmm. there were three characters that were supposed to have short hair and Naoko Takeuchi was told that they needed to have long hair so that they could sell dolls of them that would have <laughs> long hair. And so, uh... Yeah. She ended up just taking these three characters that had short hair and giving them those, uh, you know, Akio's stupid yes, ponytail I that I hate. Yeah. yeah so uh, my my one of my favorite Sailor Moon characters has Akio's stupid ponytail. I I know it's a cosmic injustice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, his hair is a sin against all known reality. <laughs> but okay, so do we want to go into like the more specifics of the Eleganzer stuff? Uh, oh sh- my god. What, 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 what? So, I don't know if you want to keep this in the episode or not, but I just, okay, so what, what just happened was the delivery guy came to our door with a box of Utina stuff, and he's chatting away in French the entire time. <laughs> So I'm just like, uh, is this an angel of Utina being sent to us? <laughs> Incredible. What is it? Yeah. We can definitely get into the individual Eleganzers if you want. They're all proto, like, they're proto-dualists. The, yeah. the one that, the the two things that strike me out there is, I can't remember the name of the character, but Jury is specifically designed after a character that Saito had done in something else. And they just loved, they loved her design a lot. So that's why, like, in all of the pre-production art, there is someone that is clearly jury from, like, day one. She just kind of pops out of the womb with her, like, her hair. Oh, that's Um, neat. uh, I just want to quote the post there. Mm -hmm. Because that whole thing with them throwing shit at the ball to see what sticks and jury being the stickiest shit really resonates with me (laughs) she is very sticky shit yes (laughs) but she comes out of the womb pretty much finished however there is a what was it kyoichiro character yeah toga and sanji were also originally the same character that i can definitely see that that makes sense (laughs) yeah so they got separated into different characters with some severe sexual tension energy and i feel like that's pretty on the nose I mean, because really. Um, I'd, and Utina originally like looked way more like, at one point she looked more like Kose, and another point she looked way more like Miki. Miki did also kind of come out pretty well baked, but is a girl with like slightly longer hair, but the uh, blue, the shorter blue hair thing was pretty yeah. Maya or whatever. Yeah, Maya, but Maya was supposed to be like an older sister character. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Which to thought- me, that... That was a mm-hmm. different one. No. Uh, no. I, what do you mean a different one? I thought that uh, maybe there was a different character that was supposed to be the older sister, but no, I'm looking at the the post and yeah, I was no, just it's... misremembering something. And we've got <laughs> we've got uh, Ran over here that has Utina's hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. that has basically Utina's character design and. That Utin stole her face, and that's all we know about her. 
Yeah, there's a lot of these characters that it's like, clearly they hadn't decided yet how much of an ensemble, because there's a lot more characters accounted for than I think end up in the show. Oh, certainly. There's like a whole bunch like, of like villains that don't. Yeah, there's oh, like yes. 1800 fucking villains. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, there's the, the John one, and yeah. she's she's fairly clearly proto Anthe. Like, design wise, you can see bits of the Rosebride dress and Anthe's hair. Like, not that they are there, but there's definitely similarities going on. Uh, personality wise, we know nothing. Jean is um, just a complete mystery, other than she was supposed to be a princess. Yes. Like, everyone is either a prince or a princess in this, in like the early iterations of things, and that got narrowed the fuck down, so. Yeah. I really like this, uh, this drawing of Rook Ruga that has the yeah, open jacket with just one. the bra and the pants and the big cape. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, this is a look. It is I a love lot. it. I love it. Over the knee boots. What a fucking icon. <laughs> I know, right? And and it is, that's it the is one that we, we hypothesize because the, the outfit has similarities to what the elegancers are wearing. We hypothesize that this was probably a member of the group at some point who turned bad, bad for yeah. whatever reasons. Not the one that sounds like Toga. Yeah, yeah, I think I was think for some reason I got uh Rook Ruga yeah. and Maya mixed Oh yeah, up. no, that um they also refer to Rook Ruga as being like a bad older sister. Oh yeah, okay. Thing. See, I yeah. it, the post so says wild big sister vibe, which is probably yeah. why I was getting that confused. Yeah, no, Maya is also termed as a big yeah. sister character. So that's you you were right. <laughs> Close. <laughs> it's like there's this kind of like sh- that like i feel like that picture probably got drawn like a little bit later in development but like the super early pictures either have that really like sci-fi flavor where somebody has a, has a headset on or whatever mm-hmm. there's a few that are just full-on like yoshitaka amano kind of stuff yeah yeah i saw one drawing of a character with like a little headset yep there's ethnic flavor at one point on proto Akio. Yeah, it looks a little bit like uh Moonlight Night yes. from Sailor Moon. Yeah. That's ethnic flavor. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with ethnic flavor. But there's like this kind of fey look about some of the designs early on too. Like Yeah, we've got this oh uh, Lady Dune character that's got an interesting yeah, design. Yeah, I was about She's to got say like, peacock like, feathers. This... Peacock feathers. Oh god, that's you know what this too. You know what this Lady Dune look, design looks like? Huh. This looks like some shit that Contrapoint would do in a video. Holy shit, we should forward this to her. <laughs> your next outfit is right here i can absolutely see it mm-hmm. it would look absolutely amazing mm-hmm. though that would work i think i think we should forward that to and we've got our boy pasolini down here <laughs> yes oh what a pasolini oh, what a fucking train wreck it becomes right there right so there's like oh, four no. or five no, 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 penis no, no, havers that like <laughs> what Hold sorry on. alice <laughs> this pasolini dude yeah I swear this. I swear that Saito did not draw this. This was definitely like Araki who did JoJo's bizarre picture, <laughs> like snuck into the studio and drew this as a doodle. I believe this you. is this is a JoJo's character, one hundred percent. 
Well, maybe this is a fucking. It actually stand. it kind of reminds me of like a Dragon Ball Z character filtered through JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z filtered through JoJo's would be the most homoerotic thing to have ever happened. <laughs> That's a fucking yikes. I mean, more homoerotic than Utena. No, really? No. I mean, have you seen JoJo's? I have not actually. It's literally just an excuse for Rocky to draw beautiful men. Okay, no, actually, I should amend that. I have seen JoJo 20 years ago, and JoJo was played by Akio. No, I'm serious. I saw the one where Akio was JoJo. Oh, yeah. I think we have yeah. talked about this previously. So, yeah. that was where I left we off. We don't really have very much info on Pasolini. Like, it says no, Saito um, doesn't even. Except that he's everyone. Yeah, he exists, yeah. and that's about as far as they thought it. There's, like, three or four, like, like characters that were clearly what they wanted Akio to end up being. Yeah. And, like, at one point, there's, like, Akio, but then there's, like, his good brother, or... Yeah. It's, like, a finance geek, basically. I can't remember what the hell his name is, but my brain is <sighs> forcing me to call him Mike because yeah. of the Enokino <laughs> and like And, like, proto-Akio had, fuck, like, Nazi pants and spurs on his shoes, and like, uh... Akio wasn't even... spurs? Yes. With the spurs. Akio's design was not actually desi- decided until after production on the show, like, the show had started airing. Well, I mean... <laughs> Nor his name, actually. He doesn't really show up until, like, nope. the last bit of the last episode. Like, he shows up in episode 13, but I 13. think it's, like, the very end of episode 12, we see him for the first time, maybe? Yeah. Uh, you see him in the preview for episode 13. Yeah, th- uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. But, like, um, but I always thought that they did that to just be all, like, secretive pants and shit, but it sounds like they hadn't decided on his name, never mind what he looked like yet. <laughs> they were just like, let's just roll this shit out for now. We'll figure it out <sighs> later. So, we'll, we'll work on this later. But but the whole end of the world idea had already like very much been there, and that's where you get like this guy that's like silver mask. Yeah, I was and... about to say. Speaking of uh, penis havers in this universe, we've got <laughs> silver mask. Yeah. Definitely not tuxedo mask with feathers. Definitely not. Definitely. Totally definitely not. Actually, not. you know what? You know what? I like this design. This is a. Cool you know who he looks like, you like Alice. You like this guy? Oh god, he looks like Char Aznable. Oh, he does! Holy shit! I've never betrayed anyone in my life! Alice, you know who he looks like to me? Who does he look like to you? Um, I hope, I don't think Shannon Maynard listens to the podcast, so I hope she doesn't hear this, but I think he looks like Vivaldi. Oh my god! It is, it's it's like what it's like a really edgy Vivaldi. Though. Yeah, like it's the bi- it's all the feathers off the back of his whatever he has on his head. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like with the the big feather crest, I kind of like the Vivaldi feather crest a lot more, but I definitely see it. Yeah, but so this guy was supposed to be a member of the Seekers of Armageddon. What kind of info do we have on the Seekers of Armageddon? Um, so that's that's from the Anoki film site. So, uh, back in the day, like some prehistory before Crunchyroll had like simultaneous. Uh, yeah. broadcast and stuff um for an anime to appear at all in america it had to be pitched and was usually heavily altered 
Sailor Moonies know very well what I mean by that. Oh, yeah. So very early in production, they started their pitch to American, you know, buyers. Well, basically to the company that pitches to American companies. Hence Inoki Films, but their pitch doesn't actually use any of the later production materials. Yeah. That's how we know most of this stuff is because they were pitching this earlier, like, Elegancers thing, basically. Mm-hmm. That's why you get, like, the Pazzolini and Silver Mask and all of this crap. The Seekers just... of Armageddon. Yeah. Which, to be honest, Are the like... duelists, basically. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Seekers of Armageddon, like, mm-hmm. you can see the parallel there with Ends of the World. I very much like... would like to see the original Japanese for both of these phrases. Actually, yes. Yes. Because that's two different things. Yeah. The But it says end of uh, the we've world mentioned on it the before. picture, doesn't it? Is that what you guys have in the notes it does. here? Uh yeah, there's the phrase end of the world and there's the phrase seeker of Armageddon, but they don't overlap, and I don't think we have any Japanese for seekers of Armageddon, because that phrase we yeah. got from Inoki. Okay. There was that. Yes. So basically like um, I know we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Ends of the World does not mean Armageddon. It means a boundary. Um, basically, like like the Flat Earthers with their oh, Edge Lord. of the World thing. Yes, it yes. means... So, uh, <laughs> so Akio's a Flat Earther. You heard it here first. <laughs> but anyway, um, Yikes. we don't know how Seekers of Armageddon was written, so we don't know whether it was massaged into armageddon from boundary of the world in an attempt to market towards american audiences or whether they actually used the word the japanese word for For Armageddon. armageddon so we don't know like that this whole idea of like a rebirth or like bursting through the the world shell and stuff like that like appears Fucking very chest burster dragon queen yeah it, it, it appears oh, very God. early on i don't know like at what point they were like conflicting over whether it's going to be more of like oh is this like an apocalypse thing which clearly they kept or this is a border thing which clearly they kept and i think they kind of just mashed the two ideas together in different places but the Seekers of Armageddon are pretty clearly the duelists, okay. like the, the student council. And no mention is made of any student council at this point. Like, it doesn't even sound like they're necessarily in uh, a school once they get away from the nursery. No, they idea. are. They're still in school. Um, like, I'm just, I'm kind of yeah. reading in parallel with this here. Because um, this this stuff is all, this all happens after they get Chio Seto on. Yeah. And, um... Actually, <laughs> you know how you can tell that, that they got Chiho Seto and is it starts to become more coherent. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just I, saying. I swear to God, 100% reading all of these materials, it becomes very clear that Chiho Saito was hired in part to be a moderating Influence. force yeah. on their bullshit. Like, she yeah. was just there to, like, restrain this pack of little toddlers and their yeah. anime that they were making. Um, exactly but Um, there's this interesting thing like in the early production materials that it kind of starts to out and be very clear but there's a point where ikuhara goes on this long tangent in the um audio commentaries for the last three episodes um because someone mentioned oh you know this looks a lot like rose of versailles and it looks a lot like um princess knight uh by ryoko ikeda and he's like, yeah, no, not at all. No. I've never seen Rose of Versailles. Exactly. Yeah. I've never read Damien. 
<laughs> he totally gets called on this, and eventually it gets very clear that he was exceptionally concerned about this being taken as a knockoff. He didn't want it to be like, I don't I don't want my yeah, anime to just it? be... You said the, um, in the materials that we actually have, it's... Mm-hmm. They use the word parody. They use the word parody, but it pretty clearly is, yeah. like, meant to mean a ripoff, pretty yeah. much. And, like, a lot of the earlier concept, especially, like, like making like, a mockery of it. Or just copying or, it. Yeah, just copying it. He didn't want to be taken as not original, okay. basically. So he made a lot of uh, decisions about how the show was going to look and feel and stuff in rebellion against that. Because he's like, I'm going to do the opposite of this so that people don't think I'm just knocking off these other older shows. And Saito's like, yeah, but but there is stuff in it that looks like this. And eventually he kind of says, yeah, I put those in on purpose later <laughs> on. Because if I'm going to be accused of this anyway, I'm going to own it. And I'm like, that is exceptionally you. Insecure of you. Yes. Yeah. But... You kind of kind of don't yeah. blame him though. No, well, no, 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 absolutely not. But you kind of see the design start shifting closer to that stuff once it gets clear he's not going to be able to avoid the comparison anyway. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of see where at some point he was like, "Nope, looks too much like Rose of Versailles." Veto, get nope, rid of it. Too- <laughs> pretty much, like he just insistently didn't want it to seem this way, and it's very no. You're, you're stuck with this. It's absolutely going to look this way. And Akito, I don't know at what point he joined in, but the idea of dueling was kind of his thing, and he was very insistent on it. No, wait a second, wait a second. It was, wait a it second. was also the Three Musketeers. Were yeah, like a big... it was. But Enokido joined in before Chiyo Seijo did. Yeah. So just... Um, you, also, you'd at this said point, you don't know when yeah. he joined. It was before Chiyo Seijo. At this point, also, um, so in Enokinawate duels... The Three Musketeers were a big inspiration and, like, part of how they pitched it to Saito. And, um... No, no, she's the one who came up with that, isn't she? Well, they kind of bought, like, I don't know yeah. who brought it up, but Saito well, that's said, the thing yeah, is, it was, like, I, a big... I did read in some of the materials... The Three Musketeers were that, a thing um, to them. Saito basically was, like... I think that's probably where the French flavor came from. Yeah, she was, like, the Three Musketeers are one of my favorite books, and so, um... I believe in that one she says that she came up with the idea of the duels now this yeah remember, there's though, conflicting yeah, stories there's conflicting in here. stories all over Grr. the place so because uh, of course there are yes but uh the thing i wanted to mention is is enikito says you know oh i was very insistent in duels and had planned for anthe to actually fight at one point in the Ooh. second arc mm-hmm. which yeah that would have been neat right that was originally mm. an idea that uh That's they the, presumed hey, there was going to one be one sec um maybe i can clarify this i'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure but does enikito specify sword duels because this might be still no at he stage. wanted guns yeah, yeah. And Akito yeah. very aggressively yeah, I wanted, wanted us to guns. talk about the guns. Yeah, so that's how that happens. Yeah. That's how right. that happens, where Enokito wanted duels with guns, yeah. and then Chiyo Saito came in, and she was like, no duels with swords. Well, wasn't yeah. there and an so issue with, came. like, gun violence yeah. at the time, and that was part of why they decided to move away from the guns? Has, it's specific. Know. Yes. There, uh, Ikuhara mentions this, I think, in the audio commentary, but basically the whole thing about them wanting it to be guns got vetoed based on the fact that there had been so much gun violence in the news from America. Yeah. Like, he specified. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so cute, because that's back when we only had a school shooting every four or five years. America ruining everything yeah. for, what, and like he, 200 he was, and some years now? Yeah, and because that kept showing up in the news, he was like, oh, we probably shouldn't have 
gun violence than our kids show. Yeah. And truthfully, that's probably for the best because that would never have gotten through. Is it still pitched for elementary kids at this point? I think when did that at this end? point it was starting to actually it was always pitched to elementary kids and got sold that way yeah. and then Ikuhara like pulled the rug out under the yeah. producers. Like, yeah. So so that happened. So. Sailor Moon also almost had a gun. Ah. I, did, okay, doesn't doesn't Chibi doesn't Wait, Chibi Usa wield a gun at some point? Is it a meme or is that real? Okay, it is real. I thought that was, was real. That was edited out of the original American broadcast, obviously. But like, no, that's actually real. But Sad. it's not a real gun. It's like uh, it shoots oh, like a little okay. flag out of it. But there is a picture and like of an early illustration of Sailor Moon where she's got a gun oh i've seen that picture it's so jarring to look at yeah that (laughs) happened so yeah they want he wanted guns this got vetoed he did actually later get his guns in shonano yeah which was the project they did after uh, that's on our site i don't know that i've heard of Uh, this hey also they got guns in yurikuma oh yeah oh that's right of course um you don't know shonano I don't think so. Okay. Then I'll leave it because I'm working on redoing that. I'm going to make okay. it into a readable. Okay. File. Okay, cool. So well, that, well, I mean, we've got it, and I guess it's a coming soon right now. You'll pick that up another day. Gun fellatio ahoy. Anyway. I want to talk about this end of the world design <laughs> in the Saito's <laughs> oh, with The one with all the spikes. With the crotch skylight. Yes, the crotch skylight. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that doesn't necessarily- Oh, man, this is a lie. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that looks like Amano stuff. Like, it totally it looks like yeah, it like, does. like a vampire hunter D but shit. also this looks like a power rangers villain <laughs> uh this uh, has a lot of chio saito's influence in it <laughs> he's got he's got spikes on his head he's got spikes on his shoulders he's got spikes on his elbows he's got two spikes there he's got a crotch skylight you know what he's got spikes knee pads He's got a sword. Wow, he's got a crotch skylight and knee pads. Well, I guess we know what he was doing. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Look, Sen's going to appreciate that joke. Uh, That was for you, baby. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yep. I guess. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, I don't know at what point, like, clearly they were doing all of this crap, and they were also, like, having these meetups that um, a couple of them bring up quite spontaneously where Ikuhara would like tie these people down once B-Papas was pulled together and make them watch things or take them to Takarazuka plays. So they went to like yeah. Takarazuka plays. Ikuhara specified he wanted the castle to look like Disney World. Um, at one point, for some reason, he makes them watch Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what, that. Is, what is Zardoz? Wow. Okay. Oh, no. oh. Somebody pull up the picture. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh, no. All, all I, I know about, about Zardoz is the outfit. Oh no. Okay. So, yeah, like, that's all I we mean, know about it. So, so, so Scarlet Scarlet comes up behind me and whispers, "I know what Zardoz is." And I'm uh, frightened. Just yeah. Alice, just Google so, Zardoz and look at images. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. And I'm like, yeah, this this sure is inspiration for revolutionary girl, Lieutenant. It sure is. Okay, I, I, Alice. 
Take a look at the chat. Be prepared. Fucking yikes. All right, let's see what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen this picture. There's no way you haven't seen this picture. Well, oh my god. Yeah. It's a movie. Yes. Oh my god, I have seen this. So... I thought this was a fake movie. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that was some oh, of by the, the original way, yes, info That is Sean internet. Connery. It's like, what if, what if all those Conan-inspired 80s movies, but like even shittier... Yes. Pretty much, yeah. And I'm this like This is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck this has to do with Utena. Yeah. I, I genuinely do not know. Oh my god, we should watch Zardoz. Oh, we should man. do a group watch of Zardoz to see Hey, this could be this could be like an extension of Internal Clock Municipal Library. It could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's our reading club, by the so way. So <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming because this guy has apparently a revolver of some kind. Look, this don't call like, Sean Connery this guy. I mean, <laughs> so this 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 Sean Connery, this lister, um, has a revolver of some kind. I'm assuming this is some kind of really terrible Dark Towers AU fanfic that got out of hand very quickly. Yeah, it's some like weird trippy ass sci-fi <clears throat> thing. I really don't know, but like, there's this 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 whole idea where Akia, where um Ikuhara. <laughs> Kept ah, just slamming all of this insane content at them, and I like I don't know why. Like I get just, why you know what? I'm attack Razuka show. I get that one. I'm just picturing like the end of Clockwork Orange here. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. That is literally what he did, as far as I can tell. Is they had to watch like Zardoz and Cinderella. Cinderella comes up at one point. Wow, like, the, the Disney film Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, Chio Saito mentions around this time going to the Met Opera and seeing Cinderella. Oh, I bet that was oh, well, lovely. That's cool. The Met that's Opera cool. in New York. Yeah. So, like, th- it actually is kind of surprising how often Western media comes up in these things. Like, I didn't expect there to be quite so much, but for every Japanese, like, n- mention of, like, this story that we drew inspiration from or this, there's, like, another one that's very Western. So I think, like, I don't know if that's typical or not but ikuhara was very ikuhara yeah yeah a lot of early anime took inspiration from like classic disney so that's fair yeah. like they kind of just cannibalized each other at that yeah. point just imagine that ikuhara like jojo poses like akio on his car like, well his it... all the time. uh don't we have a picture of that or something yeah <laughs> I think we Isn't Ikuhara a shitty driver? Yes. Apparently, yes. Yes. Apparently, he is an epically bad driver. When he lived in LA, people were, like, scared to get in the car with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he thought it was a good idea for you to sit on the hood of a car with your shirt off. And according to the doujin that you sh- that you <laughs> sent us that president, apparently also... I, while Alice was here, yes. I showed her all of the doujin pages you used as packing <laughs> material. <laughs> You're welcome. Actually, there, like that's for later, but there is actually, like, he does get into the whole reason that that exists. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the whole Akio jumping oh, onto boy. the car thing. Yeah. Should we get into that now? <laughs> or We still probably have a million things to get to. But where does Utena go as a concept from, like, it starts to stray away from this team concept with all of these villains that's in the Saito's Kiss materials. Like, Mm -hmm. where do we go from here, like, in the timeline? 
I really think once this idea of Uten and Anthe being separate characters who have this quote unquote friendship, I think that's kind of where the rest of it starts developing. In the material that I've got in front of me, um, is basically like they have the concept for the duels, they have the concept for Anthe, and then right around that time was when they started to try to subtract things that were stereotypically magical girl. Like transformations, attacks that always hit, yeah. uh, bad guy organizations. Yeah. Um, and, and this was after they'd gotten funding from their producers, it sounds like. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they they tried that sounds to get... Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, and like that actually comes up a lot. Like Chio Saito kind of touches on this a few times because she sounds like she was much more concerned with the marketability of the show. Yeah. And rightly so, because someone had to be. Yes. Um, <laughs> but like, and this is that this also is where in the audio commentary it comes up that she went through five editors in a year and a half. Yeah. Trying to publish what she published of the manga, mm-hmm. even though we consider Which it is tame. a nightmare. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we would consider it like it looks tame to us, but she dealt with a lot more more grief Mm -hmm. than I think Ikuhara had to do. Well, I mean, Ikuhara got the money and then just basically turned around and got rid of everything that made the pitch work. It sounds like he basically like pulled this really like easy to sell pitch out of his ass because he was like, I'm just going to make a knockoff Sailor Moon. Yeah. And a lot of the, like, production materials kind of smell like that. Yeah. And it sounds like the moment he got funding, he was, like, throwing that all out the door. Like, hey, this is a lesbian show now. Let's do this. And just it's trucked off into the sunset. It's like that meme where it's like, can I have money to do X? Actually does Y. Profit. Yeah. yeah. Profit. Yeah. Definitely. He Actually, just went straight to profit. It's basically <laughs> kind of what happened uh, there. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, it's starting yeah. to, to narrow down and it's there's like also this this dynamic that that gets mentioned a couple times where like it was Ikuhara that brought Saito in and like they deliberately wanted them to be in conflict. Saito was deliberately kept from things earlier in this production. Yeah. That's why her production materials tend to look very not at all like mm-hmm. the outcome. But there was this deliberate mismatch because it was like, well, it's a lot. It's, it's super weird for Ikuhara to make a Saito anime, and it's super mm-hmm. weird for Saito to make an Ikuhara. Yeah, manga. and when Ikuhara is talking about that, doesn't he say something like, "That's why it works because of yeah. these mismatches that yeah. don't quite fit together" or something like that? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of right. Yeah, yeah, that's it, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why it worked. No. This just caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Do we have this? It says that Saito published The Rosecrest, a prologue to- I think that's just the first chapter of the manga that makes okay. no fucking sense. That's the not horrible about- first chapter. Yeah. Okay. That's why it's so jarring. Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one with Udzina's childhood friend- and Who never gets her, mentioned again. And he, her oh my aunt God. hooking up with that guy that comes to visit from Otori. Panda, her childhood friend that immediately gets forgotten forever. That dude is the Wakaba of the manga. Uh, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> because <awful>. he sucks. <laughs> yeah, oh. no. Wakaba doesn't deserve this. <laughs> I agree. Wal- you would leave her the fuck alone. Look, I I live to be like all, you know, um, I'm imitating our cats. I read somebody describe cats as a a tea cozy with a chainsaw inside it. 
I live to be like our cats. You know, all cuddly <laughs> one moment, and then the next moment, just... <laughs> so. Yes. Anyway. Um... <laughs> right. So. Look, I just like hurting people, okay? It's kind of... <laughs> the, fun... the weird thing That's is this... We have, like, all of this really early production stuff that's, like, bizarre and elegancers and stuff, but there's sort of, like, a missing link. Wink, wink. Shut up. Between... Oh, my God. <laughs> Kill me. Between that and sort of the final, where it starts looking very much like Utena, because at that point, you start seeing, like, the uh, Hasegawa's production designs, and that's where you have short, blonde, fuckboy Toga and... Short, blonde, short hair, well, short haired, blonde, short haired, fuckboy toga. <laughs> now I'm picturing him like <laughs> being like Shapiro, five only three apples really, tall. Really, really angry about it, and and Sanji at one and has like short hair and glasses and looks like basically Mikage. Interesting. I don't know how that works. You know what? I I I could watch that. I would oh watch God. that show. No. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I'd watch. I'd watch that. But that's where you start seeing, like, the show taking on the, it's final form. Yeah. And it's just bizarre. You know, guys, uh, given that there is sort of this gap between the, like, proto-Utena stuff and then once it starts actually looking a little more like Utena, it might not be a bad idea to kind of stop here and Mm -hmm. save all of the stuff that looks more like what would become Utena for the next episode, which we are definitely going to record because there's still a lot that we haven't gone over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even gotten over into the, like the ending credits they didn't use. Oh my god, yeah. That could be a preview for, for or the movie trailer. Coming coming next week. Oh yeah, yeah. we're not gonna even go there. Um I actually need to scan this and post this. One of the ideas they had for the ending oh, credits. Oh don't don't save it. Oh no, I want to hear about this Spoilers. ending credits thing before we Future Nakar was the Batmobile! <laughs> what? No, no, no. You can give a little teaser. Well the little teaser. Choo choo cries tears of Cyanji. <laughs> what? We're not explaining that until next time. What? What does that even mean? Coming next week. <laughs> Is that in the book? Because I'm just going to go read the book between now and when we record next time. I'm not telling you what where it book? is now. Yeah, no. We have to find it. <laughs> okay, well, all I'm going to do is read that book. So if it's not in there, I'm just going to give up. <laughs> you need to read the book because a lot of what we'll be talking about yeah. next time is 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 going to definitely be in in the book. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was fascinating. I, there, <laughs> there was yeah, it really has there been. was so much like the most that I knew about this, like I said, was the Eleganzer stuff and what you guys have posted on Tumblr in this Saito's Kiss post. And I did watch sometime la- early last year, I watched like a Did You Know anime video about Utena, which is oh, actually, yeah. that's the first time that I heard about the Elegancer stuff. And I uh, freaked out when I saw proto <laughs> Utena with her Kozue hair. Like, right? Yeah. And you're like, what the it's fuck just- is this? It's so strange, and especially mm-hmm. this picture with, like, her with, like, the short hair, and then in the background, we've got her with There's long the, hair, yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. proto-Akio, maybe, uh, Toga-Akio. Yeah. You know what? Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. Isn't that Mike, though? Like, that's that's the missing yeah. financial know? geek idiot. I think, yeah, yeah, it's, like, Akio and his, like, 
brother who I can't remember his name, so I'm just there's, calling there's him the Hideki, 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 No, there's Hideki name. is the brother, and Goki is the one that becomes Akio. <sighs> yeah. There was supposed to be uh, Hideki Otori and then yeah. his twin brother, Goki. Tori slash Goki Otori. Yeah. yeah. And both well, of them are end of the world and also yeah. Silver Mask. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a mess. Um, it's truly very much But anyway, mess. that's you can kind of see, actually, when they were talking about Utena and Anthe kind of trying to split apart, I immediately thought of that picture you're talking about with her in the short hair in the front mm-hmm. and then her with the long hair in the back in, in some kind of torrid embrace with Mike. So, Mike. <laughs> Calling him Mike is so funny. Mike, who clearly has Akio's <laughs> uniform on. Was Torrid the best? <laughs> and he looks like he's, I mean, it could just be like the lighting of the scene, but it looks like he has darker skin than he does. Yeah, yeah. he does. He does. Honestly, like, okay, we gotta address that because yeah. it's kind of an elephant in the room. Saito includes a lot of darker skinned characters in her work. I've heard this. And well, she does a lot of like high fantasy romance stuff. So yeah. if she sets in the Middle East, it's all that like bodice ripper yeah. ethnic flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Harem so, stuff. Um that may be where that came from. It is it is because actually there mentioned is white explicitly Anthe. that's where yeah. Previously we previous do have iterations this. of white Anthe and Akio. Yeah. It's so bizarre to see pictures of Anthe where I she know. is like white and she has like blue, blue hair, hair or whatever. Like it's yeah. it's like Wrong. it's like looking at like have you ever seen their like knockoff Pokemon figures that are like clearly yes. from like the same mold as the actual Anthe. figures, but they're like colored wrong? That's what it. That's what she looks like when she doesn't have her like her brown skin and her purple mm-hmm. hair. Like, yeah, it's just she it looks like right. a knockoff. It, right. <laughs> it doesn't work. But they yeah. were not originally going to be a POC, so to speak. But. Um, that is something Ikuhara wanted based on Saito's previous work. And when they ask, like, does this have any meaning? It's, they literally both say something along the lines of it looks cool. Yeah. Like, like, sorry, folks, I wish that was not your answer, but that is literally as far as I, as they thought it. Yeah. Both of them say that. It looks cool. Why is the, why is the dot there? It looks cool. That is literally what they say. Yeah. I've always wondered about that dot. Admittedly, I think that this is a better outcome than if they did make their race important because I think having having your two villainous characters being the only dark-skinned characters in your it's show is already yeah. not a good look. Yeah. Oh, okay. This this can get cut. So, uh <laughs> last last year uh on a one o'clock in the morning variety show uh called this manga is amazing some like (laughs) actress like it's this premise where these celebrities get to like do photo shoots based on their favorite shot of their favorite manga and the one for utna she wants the shot of utna where she's got like her hand in front of her with the rose ring with the ring sparkling and the sword and like dios is kind of raising up behind her yeah, and um, at one point they ca- do a casting call for Dios, and it- it's it's a white guy. Yeah, what? Yeah, you didn't white no. guy. Oh. I don't think I ever saw this. 
Uh, yeah, it's because I posted it on YouTube and it got pulled down for copyright infringement like 10 minutes later, but I will give you the link because I have it, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but, I guess, the underground Utena distribution yeah, network. And, and, like, I can't speak Japanese, obviously, but I heard enough that it's, like, clearly they got as far as Dios is not Japanese, therefore. Yep. Yeah, and then they just kind of stopped. <laughs> and then they stopped and they brought in this Caucasian guy who's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, maybe he'll be Dios. And you're like, I feel like, like, Honestly, you tried Gold have, Star. <laughs> it would have completed my entire life <laughs> if they'd wanted, had white dude Dios. That would have Dios made just my for the life. blasphemy of it. But that is literally as far as <clears throat> Japan thought that. It's like, well, yeah. he's not Japanese, therefore. Yeah. yeah. I don't so know that- if you've seen, but there is a, a, like, an Utena Sanrio thing thing that like collaboration and the anthe that they put out as part of this has very pale skin because they're going for like a pastel color uh palette and they lightened her skin a lot and it looks bad well that's like that whole like um the the chibi coasters yeah a lot of the like merchandise that has come out more recently for some reason makes her skin lighter especially the chibis because there's like the chibis that were from that were on the coasters from that like custom Mm -hmm. menu that anime animate cafe did and then there's like the chibis that were at the uh the random chance uh rubber keychain ones Mm -hmm. and in both yeah oh my god that is her skin looks so much lighter on those rubber keychains yeah the copies you see if you see them on the internet are not the originals. I actually edited yeah. them. Which just, I've I'm almost gonna, never done. I'm just I've gonna never call that Chibi Yate from now yeah. on. Because that's really what that was. She's like I, I, I yeah. fixed her. God. She's browner in the pictures. And even then, like when I see them just out of nowhere, I'm like, God, she still looks really pale. Yeah. But I didn't want to like so. alter it so much that you couldn't tell it from the original or whatever. But yeah, they like in in the original like there's there's Anthe and Choo Choo and Anthe's skin color is the same as Choo Choo's ears. Yeah, Ugh. it's like it's like uh... it's like wow, that's totally not actually a thing. Fuck you, come on, Japan. Yeah, get it. So they're really, but they've they've got some progress mm. to make. So I f- like I I think I mean we like, don't have the... any room to talk, but if we don't. Like, we no, sure don't. No, we but, sure don't. I mean. Still, yeah. Everybody needs like, to get better. Everybody needs has to get its better. Reasons for being where it is, yeah. and I mean, a part of that is a fair amount of xenophobia, and mm-hmm. that's going to change with time. We're working on it. It's a, well, it's a work I mean, in progress. That is the kind of thing that changes yeah. with time and exposure. Yeah. Like Japan had the option of walling, like historically speaking, Japan had the yeah. option of walling itself off from the rest of the world and not engaging. And it's changed a lot, even yeah. like since, like I think if they made Utena now, they would be thinking more about why their mm-hmm. their primary adversarial characters are brown. Yeah, but. At the but time that doesn't of Korea, mean they wouldn't do it anyway. They, would, they might do it anyway. <laughs> but there would be some more like, like, but literally, and it sucks because I wish that there was some deeper meaning to it that, yeah. you know, people could draw inspiration from, yay, representation You know stuff, what, though? But it is like, literally, they're brown and it looks cool. Make your own meaning yeah. on that one. Like, the author is dead, as yeah, far as I'm concerned exactly. on this Exactly. Sort of Death of the author <laughs> is a good thing sometimes. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's a thing that uh, Chio Saito probably introduced into the mix. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah. Hmm. I like I like the outcome, although I'm not in love yeah. with the origin, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of fans of color, anime fans of color have found uh like good i mean maybe not good representation but have appreciated the representation that is there in anthe being a central character and having darker skin and that's awesome and that's great that's that's excellent like i said make your own meaning there like anthe is an inspirational character and she's been through so much and she's really like just a wonderful complex almost breathing human being level of character and so find meaning in her however you can whenever you can doesn't matter what they say yeah if you want to you have to start somewhere and it's that kind of thing where if if you get like an lgbt character these days or poc character there's always this like kind of question of like yeah but are they this just to have them there and I feel like maybe, but that's the bridge between not it's having sort of them like, at all so and having what? it normal. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that they're there and some kid is going to see them and feel represented to me outweighs the the, the yeah. diversity points or whatever yeah, that, the fuck. Yeah, that's like, not there for you. That but argument. if some kid saw Anthe and was like, holy two, there's, there's someone yeah. like, that's great. Everyone should get to see someone that looks like them when they're. Eight. Like everybody has this big Done. stick up their ass about but, oh they're they're just they're just there to fill a quota you know what so what filling quotas is good it's that, fine a, a, who you're cares? acknowledging there's a quota that's progress yeah it doesn't make the work worse just to have a diverse cast of characters okay. yeah. it makes it in general it makes it better exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, like, the fact that, you know, their ethnicity really has literally no bearing on anything and is there to otherize them is kind of like, eh, but also, hey. But you know what? It's there, That's, though. Well, I mean, it's there, but, I mean, who... I I don't want to speak for anybody here, but I hear a lot about POCs feeling otherized by the color of their skin. So, yeah, I guess that reflects real life. And I mean, that is totally very much in theme, given that they're otherized by society just yeah. from I the think start. As, I think it's just a, a closing note to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to wrap up, if you mm-hmm. are if you are a person of color and you like Revolutionary Girl Utsuna and you would yes. like to, oh my god, that'd be a great. If you would like to talk to us about Anthe and Akio and like the issues surrounding their skin color, we would love to hear from you. We would love to talk to you. So, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be so great because like we're just not equipped for this. Yeah, it, it'd be nice to to have like, yeah somebody has a little bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. Kind of what's going on there. Also, for the record, my first initial thought was, "Oh, okay, they're doing they're Greek." You know because what? Actually, I thought that. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that was I, like I was really surprised to find out that's not what they were intending because I assumed that's what they were intending. Actually, they're Italian, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> but because it was it was like it was Dios. No, they're Italian. But they're like. <sighs> anyway, if you like anyway. to follow us on Twitter, you can do that <laughs> at Utsunacast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Alice, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> they can find me at Lyrewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. Um, also, I now have a Kofi, which I will be putting in my pen tweet. I do commissions. You so also have you a Patreon. Write any, I, I used to, actually. Did you shut down um, your Patreon? 
I did shut down my Patreon for a couple of reasons, one of which was I was not being productive enough to really keep it going. Um, but I, I have a Kofi now, and I'm doing commissions, so if you need – if you want someone to write you something, um, DM me. I, I can do a lot of different things. I can totally, totally vouch for the quality of Alice's writing. And Hell, backers yes. of our Patreon will be getting their fix very soon. <laughs> I'm sorry for the delay on those. That is my fault, and it is not Alice's fault. Alice is an angel who always gets work done when I ask her to. <laughs> Unlike you. All right. Unlike me. Um, if you would like to follow us on Tumblr, you do that at imagineandutina.tumblr.com. If you would like to email us, you do that at imagineandutina at gmail.com. Yasha and Geo, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, on Twitter, atori underscore dot nu. On the internet, atori dot nu. On Tumblr, it's empty dash movement. Um, I think uh, that's it. I think you we know have what? a Ko-Fi. We're about to sell a bunch of crap. Yeah, don't don't just give us money. Wait for us to sell yeah, things. We sell things. Yeah. So there's... you guys are making merchandise. Yes, on mm-hmm. our website is a a link to a new section called Morphology, where I have made. I mean, the full series... name is Virtual Star Morphology. Yes. But, but anyway, <laughs> I, I've made series accurate '90s trash disaster lesbian Utina's gym shirt, which I yeah. do plan on buying. Yes, it's, it's and also Nina- I made like a Nanami cow shirt as well, or two. Oh, of them. I, uh, yeah, both of these so. are on my list to purchase, and they 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 came out great. I know they're a little pricey, but that's because I literally was like, no, I have to find the people that are most likely to print this perfectly. Well, I've yeah. seen the picture so, so. that you posted of you wearing came out the really good. Nanami shirt, and they look incredible. Yeah, they came out really good. So if you want to support us, you can buy our stuff. And I'm about, like, we'll start telling people about it, but we're about to do, like, an auction run where there's going to be more of the series accurate teacups and Which are gorgeous. And... I have one of those. Yes. Aren't they great? They're so I, beautiful. I haven't even taken it out. Of, I took it out of its box <laughs> to look at it, and then I put it back in its box because I am terrified of it. Didn't like, I put some tea in there I, for I've you to use? I've been using it. You I've did. I just mine. haven't, I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't made it you yet, should. but I will. Yeah. Have a little so fancy pretty. tea party for one. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Just one one last thought to leave you with. I just want to reiterate here. Choo choo cries tears of Zionji. And find peace, out what that got left with Akio. Someone draw me that. I feel like this is a Manchurian candid thing, but bye. That, bye. Did, bye. that, that did sound like a trigger phrase. <laughs> Revolutionize the world, everybody. <laughs> Or else. Or else. (laughs) Or else.